Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN talking about uh, motorcycles. And uh, unfortunately, uh, an individual uh, I was supposed to meet uh, died uh, very recently in a motorcycle accident locally. And as I understand the situation, uh, the individual was cut off by a truck that had uh, gunned it, uh, tried to gun it to make a left-hand turn and did not see the motorcycle. And uh, as a result, uh, an individual who was a longtime fan of the show um, is no longer with us. So what I'm trying to figure out, and I do a motorcycle show usually once or twice a year, is for those of you who are bikers, motorcycle enthusiasts, what is it about the thrill of the road that you are willing to put your life and your limbs in danger and in jeopardy? I think we all know people who have been seriously hurt uh, or who have been killed in motorcycle accidents. And statistically, motorcycles are Uh, exponentially more likely to result in serious or fatal uh, crash injuries than an automobile. And my biggest thing about motorcycles, and I'm going to say this uh, a few times during the course of the show, is number one, people are so damned distracted behind the wheel. There are a million gadgets these days in your car. You've got cell phones. You've got texting and everything else. People do not pay attention. And if people don't see an 18-wheeler, and and how many times does that happen where you'll be driving along and you'll see some four-wheel just totally cut off an 18-wheeler as if the 18-wheeler is able to stop on a dime? I think to myself, if people aren't seeing 18-wheelers, how are they going to see little old me on a bike? And the last time we spoke about this, uh, one of the guys uh, with whom we used to work here at uh, News Radio 930 WBEN had uh, gotten a motorcycle, and he'd had a motorcycle for a very short time, very, very safe rider, and through no fault of his own, he suffered life-altering injuries, serious injuries, chronic pain. So what is it about your love of motorcycles that trumps your concern over safety. I'm curious. And this comes from a guy, by the way, if I felt safe on a motorcycle, I would buy a motorcycle. I feel entirely safe in a single engine fixed wing airplane. No problem at all. I'll, I'll go up. No problem. Uh, but on a, on a motorcycle, it's a different kettle of fish. 
I don't know why, but for me, it is. And I think one of the reasons why is I do know a number of people who have been seriously hurt and who have died in uh, uh, general aviation accidents, but I know more people who have been hurt or killed in motorcycle crashes than I do in airplane crashes. Um, I, I feel a lot safer at 3,000 feet than I do on the roads of Chautauqua County. 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. Motorcycles, I mean, why Why do you do it? Can you explain that? Can you explain that to us? Explain that to me. Uh, let's, uh, in fact, interesting piece in the New York Post, which we'll get to presently, but here is uh, Dan in uh, Tonawanda. Dan, you are on WBEN. Hello. Tom, uh, first I wanted to tell you is I, I worked at a hospital for many years, so I'm not blinded by the inherent risk of riding a motorcycle. And there's, you'd be surprised how many first responders and especially police officers that ride. We oh, all know, I know the risk. We all it, know the risk. And we go out there realizing the risk. But at the same time, I hear you say a couple of times, the motorcycle, the motorcycle, it's not the motorcycle. Nine times out of 10, it's actually the individual in the car or truck or somewhere else that's causing the problem because they're driving erratic, because they're texting, or they're, they're changing their music on their phone or what have you. It's, I'm telling you, the most motorcyclists that are out there can ride. they very good riders, but you're right. This year it seems like we've had a lot more accidents than, than normal, and we just hope that people, you know, that more aware. I mean, be aware that there are motorcycles out there. And you get those people that say loud pipes save lives. Well, guess what? When you do have loud pipes, not all my motorcycles are loud, but people, they know that you're around them. They know that you're next to them, you know, and it does help out. Actually, scientifically, that's been proven to be a myth. The loud yeah, well, pipes save lives. That is, that's a myth. You can look that up online. I used, I used right, to I buy don't... into that, too, until I looked it up. Uh, those are the same scientists that told us that wearing a mask is going to save us from the virus. Okay. <laughs> no, they're two 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 different things. You're talking okay. biology versus accidental death. I don't trust any scientists. I'm just using common sense. But anyway, uh, I will say that motorcycles are fun. They're very dangerous, no doubt about it. But life is inherently dangerous, and we will we don't know when it's our last day on earth. And I will say this: death is like a thief in the night. You never know when it's going to hit you, no but matter why... if you ride a motorcycle or not. But with all respect, Dan, and first of all, I think I've been very clear, if I may defend myself, I think I've been very, I, th- I think I've been very clear that my biggest concern is the people uh, in the in the four wheelers who aren't paying attention. Not so much the people on the motorcycles, because you know you've got no protection. It's the people in the cars, I think, that are the biggest problem because they are so distracted. So if I have failed to properly communicate that, no. I, apo- I apologize for that. No, no, um, no. no I, I, I do. I, I, I don't want to spread misinformation. But I no, guess what I'm trying to... Like, go I ahead. Like go ahead. Out, let, me, let me just say, sure. one thing that wish law enforcement would focus on more is, is people texting. That's the biggest thing. And law enforcement would focus on texting and not worry about, uh, you know, who's, well, they don't worry about smoking marijuana no more, but they used to worry about it. And, and just focus on the, the critical things, especially texting. Texting today, I see it all the time on the motorcycle. I'll, I'll see somebody distracted coming to my lane. I'm on my motorcycle. It's like, dude, come on, man. You want to kill me? Who's going to have the guilty conscience? It's not going to be me because I'll be dead. It'll be you. You know what I mean? That's I see it all the time. People texting. It drives me crazy. There's so many people texting that, that, that they're not getting tickets and they should be getting tickets. 
Okay, I, I understand that. But, you know, it, when we talk about distractions on the road, and by the way, I'm, I'm grateful for your phone call, and I want to hear from other people who are motorcycle enthusiasts at 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. But a, as you are well aware, I mean, and, and it's this isn't a question of COVID scientists or non-COVID scientists. I mean, this is a question of, you know, year in and year out, the actuarial uh, accountability, if you will, of motorcycle fatalities versus um, uh, other motor vehicle accident fatalities. You are at greater risk, whatever the reason, whether it is. And you look, you've seen the bad motorcycle riders as well as I have. You've seen the guys on the crotch rockets, doing the wheelies. You know, you've seen idiots like that. But I, I agree, most motorcyclists are extremely responsible because it's a question of self-preservation. But what I'm trying to wrap my arms around is why would somebody, and understanding that life is inherently risky, okay, but why, why would somebody just consciously decide I'm going to make myself uh, 30 times more likely to be in a fatal accident uh, on a motorcycle than if I just hop into a four-door sedan. It's a good question, and uh, truthfully, I can't answer other than saying when you're on a motorcycle, you're at peace. You're you're you're, you're not thinking of the the worries of life. You know what? Why, how are you going to pay this? How are you going to pay that? Or what are you going to do there? What kid's going to go to college? Or all those things that you're just thinking about riding and the peace and the and the and the nature. Uh, but, you know, I, I want to say, though, those crotch rockets, I will say this. When I hear those at night, I can hear them from the throat, and I have to say, I say a prayer because those guys, the way they ride, they ride so fast, and I just – they're usually younger people. And I'm thinking to myself, man, you got your whole life out of me. I'm an old man. I'm the guy that's in the – you know, I'm taking my time. I'm not, I'm not in no hurry to go nowhere. I'll get there when I get there. You know what I mean? I'm just out for the ride. But these guys that go that fast, they're just they're, – sometimes I think they're asking for trouble, and, and I hate to say it. I, they're so usually young guys that, that are doing that. And those guys are, yeah, they're, they're on a throwing, whipping around at night. You can hear them racing. It's like, oh, boy, just I hope that they're going to be okay, you know. So, But, but you're right. It's uh, dangerous. But, I, don't, I don't know how to explain other than it's the love of riding. And, right. uh, you know, life is a danger, Tom. But, I mean, Dan, I'm, I'm not, look, I'm not trying to, um, in no way, shape, or form, am I trying to give motorcycle people a bad name. I'm, I'm legitimate because I like being on a motorcycle. I've done it twice. Once with John Gibby, uh, John Gibbon, and the other with a guy named Scotty. Okay, I I, rem- I remember their names because you always remember your first. But it was it was enjoyable. <laughs> I, I I you know yeah we were uh, but to uh, never mind. Uh, but we, you know I, I I get the feeling of freedom and it is super cool to be on a motorcycle. At the same time because of those people who are so distracted and so preoccupied, it, it, no matter how good you are, Dan, no matter how much you accept the inherent risk of riding, it, it's almost like you're putting yourself up for um, uh, an, un, an unnecessary danger, if, if that makes any sense. Well, I, I understand that. And then the thing is, one thing we left out of the equation is, remember, 30 years ago, there wasn't as many cars there today. Now you got every single family member, including all the kids that got cars. So there's there's probably twice as many cars as there used to be. So that adds a lot more risk to it too. And I understand all these things, and I get where you're coming from, and I totally agree with everything you're saying. I don't disagree with anything. I just 
I just can't give it up because it's in my blood. Once it's in your blood, it's like a, it's, you got to have it. I mean, it's just hard to explain, Tom, but I totally agree with everything you're saying other than the love of riding has got me, and I just I could see myself the rest of my life as long as I can. Right. Ride, we'll be riding. Dude, I, I, I totally respect that, and you are absolutely correct. Um, a lot of people aren't aware of this, but when you sign on to be a uh, police officer, um, at the end of the contract, after you put your 20 years in, it is a requirement that, A, you grow your hair out, B, you get a Harley. Uh, every single ex-cop. They're actually cops. There's a lot. You'd be surprised how many oh. guys that are actually police officers that ride today and first responders, firemen, what have you. There's quite a few every, of them. Every single retired person from the job I know is an ardent biker. Every last one of them. Uh, it, like I said, that's why I'm pretty sure it's in the contract to be a police officer. But uh, you know, let, let me ask you this, t- taking a different tact on this. Um, what could be done to make things safer for motorcyclists? Because, you know, in addition to the accident that I have talked about today, um, there's also the accidents that, unfortunately, I've had a chance to see up close and personal. They're not pretty at all. They're ugly. And um, what could be done to mitigate the dangers? I think law enforcement get more aggressive on texting and distracted driving, you know, and education. I mean, I mean, most people have a family member that's a motorcyclist in their family. I hope the guy that they tell them, hey, man, when you're out there, just don't, I always tell my kids. You do one thing. Your dad rides. You don't. You don't text. You don't call on the phone. Right? That's what I tell him. You don't use your phone because your dad is that guy. And someday you might run into me if you are. And I explain that to him. Try to educate him a little bit. And I'm there. I, as far as I know, I'm not there with them all the time. But they always tell me they don't, which is a good thing. But education, law enforcement, get more strict on distracted driving, especially texting. Those are two things that you can help. You know. Uh, but you know, to be all, you know, to be honest, it's a dangerous thing, and it's something that when you go on that motorcycle, you understand that that could be your last ride, you know? So I just do it because it's, uh, you know, it's in my blood. It's, it's, I guess it's like a drug. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it any better than that. Is it, I mean, would you describe it as an adrenaline rush? Because the, the twice, and I'm, I'm just being really honest with you, the twice I've been on a motorcycle, not going to lie, it was an adrenaline rush. I really enjoyed it. Well, I've been riding for 40 years, so to me, I mean, adrenaline is if you're going crazy and you're riding too fast, that's when you need to slow down. But it, to me, it's it's more of the enjoyment of the ride. I don't really get an adrenaline rush anymore. It's more just to enjoy the scenery, the, the you know, the lakes or the or the uh, birds or whatever, nature, you know what I mean? See all that, and the adrenaline rush is not really there for me unless you're Unless you're riding like you shouldn't be riding, like those those crotch rockets, that's when you get the adrenaline rush when you're going way too fast. But you know, you Dan, I, I I know my friend that there are people out there listening in the audience who are saying, "Wait a minute, he's talking about paying attention when he's being on the road, and he's talking about watching birds and watching the lake. How can he do both?" Well, it's pretty easy when you're wide open like that. I mean, you know, you're not sitting there staring at them. Just they're happening. You're <laughs> that whole road in front of you. See, you're. I'm not. My head ain't looking the other way. You know. <laughs> you know, I, I'll tell you a story one time. One time, we were, me and my brother were riding in Niagara County. This balloon was actually an air balloon, you know, one of those balloons that people fly in. And it, it was real low. And uh, me and my brother were riding, and this truck was paying attention to the, the balloon. And, and this truck was coming at me. I'm on the left-hand side. We ride side by side. My brother's on the right side of me. And it was coming right at me. I said, oh, my God, this guy's going to hit me. His mirror just missed me. A huge truck. Because uh-huh. he was watching the damn balloon instead of watching the road. 
And I, I said, you know, I'm telling, telling my brother, get over. But he didn't hit me. He seen me at the last minute moved over. But that could have been a bad one there. So um, just on the last ride. <laughs> you know, some, something else, too. Uh, the, you know, some of the more modern cars, you look in the side mirrors that you have, and they'll show you if somebody's in your blind spot. You get the little illuminated, hey, somebody's in your blind spot. Uh, have you found that, as a motorcycle guy, have you found that to be at all helpful where maybe somebody started to drift into your lane and suddenly they reversed course, realizing that their little illumination thing went off? Well, it's hard to it's hard to you know really I'm not really looking in every move they're making so it's hard to t- tell you what they're when I've seen it happen but I don't know why it, it was it because of the mirror or is it because they just absolutely they just see me at the last second or they realize they're drifting in my lane because they're texting somebody you know what I mean I don't know what the answer what the answer to that is but yeah I've seen that happen before but you know like I said texting is the worst texting when you're riding you're riding by something you're texting oh it just frustrates the hell out of me. Okay, would would you say now the the people who are texting are kind of easy to spot, but the people messing around with their radio dials, the people maybe messing around with their uh, navigation, um, from what you've seen from your vantage point, is that as big an issue as the uh, texting? Well, I would say that most people are doing the navigation. They already got it, you know. They already got it programmed in before they leave. Most people. Uh, the texting to me is the biggest, yeah, the biggest issue. Like when it comes to the radio, as long as you're, you know, you're touching the radio, going to nine thirty W B E N. Oh, you listen know to you. Know where it is. <laughs> listen, listen to you. Give. Wait, I'm sorry, sir. You seem to have a brown nose, uh, brown ring around your nose right now. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I've been calling quite a few times, but anyway, but it, it, uh, you guys are great to listen to. You. You're very informative, and I like. Well, I thank you. But if you're right, it's dangerous. No, I, 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 I'm grateful. And you know what? One of the reasons I'm doing this, uh, Dan, is I want people to be more cognizant of motorcycles. Um, and it's not just the individual who had wanted to meet me. It's the other people that maybe I'm never going to have a chance to meet because of somebody doing something stupid because they weren't paying attention to the person on the motorcycle. And I do agree. Most of it is the cars. It's not the motorcycles. Mostly. I'm glad you called, Dan. Thank you. Yeah, one last thing, Tom. One last thing. Uh, Tom, you there? Yes. Uh, one last thing. I want to tell you is if you're a motorcycle rider, even if you're just a regular person, donate your life if something happens to you that way. When you do leave this earth, maybe you can help somebody else that needs a, a kidney or a, a liver or a heart. Who knows? You know. So at least you could, you could do something good if something happened to you. Well, thank you very much, uh, Dan. If I ever have any usable organs again, uh, perhaps I'll do that. Uh, thank, thank you very much. No, I, I have been a long-term organ donor, but uh, the running joke is, yeah, there's nothing here that we can actually use. You're already on recycle. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Three Dog Night, always a good time for Three Dog Night, and uh, amazingly not members of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because of musical politics. Anyway, it's Bowerly, welcome loves to the program, talking about motorcycles, and uh, Tim Wenger, actually, uh, this is, we, we get a, a list of stuff that we might want to talk about on any given day from Tim Wenger. They're not orders, they're not commands, they're just, hey, here's something that you might be interested in getting into. And there's a, Dear Abby, my husband wants to buy a motorcycle, but I'm nervous it may kill him. I'll get into that in just a little bit, but it kind of struck home because I found out over the weekend that a uh, listener to the program um, who had always wanted to meet me uh, died last week in a motorcycle accident, and uh, it's uh, you know it's it's it, I, I I did not know the man. Um, obviously, I if we hadn't met, I didn't know him. But uh, it's uh, obviously a tragedy whenever anybody dies in a motor vehicle accident. But you know, for some reason, this one obviously uh, hit close, and there have been. Uh, Certainly many occasions driving where I've seen the end results of terrible motorcycle accidents. And it just got me to thinking, what is it about motorcycles where those of you who are into your motorcycles are so into it that you're willing to put your lives on the line? Because motorcycle fatalities are exponentially higher per mile driven than our uh, automobile, uh, that is to say, four-wheel uh, fatalities are. And, uh, you know, look, we, I, I agree. We all do things that are dangerous. Life itself is a danger. No argument there. Uh, I've done things that are dangerous. I've scuba dived. I've solo flown airplanes. And I understand the feeling of a sense of accomplishment when you do your 100 or 150 foot dive, when you do your first solo, when you make your first crosswind landing successfully without wrecking the landing gear. Um, Not that that ever happened, but I, I, I get it. I get it. But when you consider how many cars are on the roads and the fact that I'm pretty sure they're giving away driver's licenses like they give away prizes at the bottom of a Cracker Jack box, I, I'm concerned about the other people. Like, if you are on a motorcycle, I am less concerned about you than I am the people around you. And I encourage everybody listening to this show to double-check for motorcycles. Um, And if nothing else comes out of this part of the program, I hope that people will be more cognizant of motorcycles. And our our caller, by the way, is absolutely correct. So many people in the fire departments, 
uh, police departments, especially a lot of retired cops, are really into their bike, really into their bikes. In fact, we have a lady who's a frequent guest on the program, uh, Dr. Helen Sweeney, who's a veterinarian and the widow of uh, my friend, Tana Tanawanda Police Detective Kevin Sweeney, and she loves her motorcycle. And I've tried to talk her out of it, but there ain't no talking Helen out of anything. I'm sorry. Did I say Helen? I meant Dr. Sweeney. Uh, let's get back to the calls on uh, WBEN. A lot of you in the biker community know Helen and know she's pretty cool. Let's go to Doug in Depew. You're on WBEN. Hello. Good afternoon, Tom. How you doing? Yes, sir. Uh, so, yeah, I've been... Um... I've, I've owned both crotch rockets and Harleys. I uh, currently own a Harley touring bike. Uh, I rode since I was 17 till I was about 28, and I got married, and that was the end of that. And then, um, then I just started riding again uh, four or five years ago. And uh, the one thing I will say is that for bikers today, you need to take lessons. Because what I was taught in my 20s was way different than the motorcycle uh, safety schools teach today. And the thing, and it comes down to, uh, so technically, if you can't control your bike and like doing figure eights, U-turns left and right, like in a parking lot, uh, that's the biggest uh, thing for a biker. And I've seen a lot of bikers who have 50 you know, 30, 40 years of experience who can't do that. And because we all been taught wrong in the old days. And the thing, there's a group of uh, safety schools. I don't know if I can say the name online. Probably probably not a good idea just to keep you out of trouble. Okay, well, I'll just. um, Don't even even beat around the bush. Don't even hint. Just say a motorcycle safety school and that'll be fine, okay? Just help, help out a brother. There's a motorcycle safety school that's from down south. People just look it up, Google it, watch the videos, and then hope. That, and some of the safety schools around here in, uh, encourage that type of riding. But the guy was a he teaches policemen. So if he teaches policemen how to ride, and police riders are the best you can get. It, and it's all about the friction zone. So that's where you control your bike, and I don't care if it's a 900-pound touring bike or a 600-pound crotch rocket. With your clutch, your your uh, throttle, and your rear brake, and you got to be able to do. And your your the direction of your bike follows where you're looking and where your head is turned. Right. And so often I see a lot of bikers today, they'll be looking right when they want to go left and their bike is going to go right. That's just where it's going to go. I've seen one of my friends ride right into a bus and, oh. uh, <laughs> and he was not, he, he never practiced these things. So I take my bikes every May and, you know, May before I go out on the road, I go to a parking lot that I know that's going to be open and I do figure eights. I do and then, and then you should be able to do a U-turn from a standing start left and right. So a parking lot, you know, a parking spot is like uh, 10 feet wide. So if you can do uh, two parking spots and do all that practicing, that's that's your big end game. And, 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 and although, yes, all these other things that are a problem with other people who are driving aren't paying attention, but when you ride – and you're in traffic, you know, it's 100% paying attention of everything. I've had a lot of close calls. 
I've had a lot of uh, things like that, but it all comes back to your training. When you're train when you're in a tight spot, then automatically you go to your training and you get yourself out of there uh, one way or the other, or you're in big trouble. And that's the whole. That's as you know. That is the whole point of training. And the people in the military say you train as you fight. You fight as you train. Yeah. And and I and, and my recommendation again. I have uh, this safety school. I won't say name, but they have. Um, and this is not being sexist or anything. One hundred and twenty pound women who need a, a a milk cart to get on their bike, a nine hundred pound Harley, and they're controlling that thing like no problem. So that is preeminent upon anybody who puts their leg across the saddle of a motorcycle is you have to be able to control that thing 100% of the time. And then you will, you will cut down uh, on a lot of motorcycle deaths and accidents. Uh, uh, Because what I, again, what I've learned four years, five years ago, and I restarted compared to years ago, it's uh, it's a lifesaver and a total change of, you're thinking and that's where a lot of uh older bikers are stuck in their old ways because when you ride a 600 pound or a 700 pound or a six or 100 pound bike not even a crotch rocket but like a smaller harley compared to a big 930 pound touring bike it's a little bit different of a thing but the technique is still the same and where the lighter bikes you can get away with cheating and because I've had crotch rockets, like you can cheat all day on those because they're so light and they are more maneuverable than a Harley. But uh, those things have to be in there. And that's that. But as far as the actual reason why, is, I'll just my statement is I would rather ride than drive any day of the week. It's so much more. I don't want to say exhilarating. It's just a better way of transportation. It, could you could you just elaborate uh, and expand upon that just a little bit, if, if you wouldn't mind? Because as, if, if people are just joining us, I've been on a motorcycle twice in my life as as a passenger. I loved both times. Uh, the guy in front of me really liked it both times. But uh, ex- explain that that feeling of uh, exhilaration. Well, it, it's 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 just it, it's like well. One more, one other point on the. If you can ride a bicycle, you can ride a Harley or a bike, a motorcycle. But the exhilaration is not so much as exhilaration. It's just you're at one with the machine. You know, you you become one at the with the machine, and you're one with wherever you, when you're riding. I mean, you take a turn, you take a turn. You just the whole thing, and then you're out there. You know, and on my bike now, I have a nice radio. I can put on some tunes and. No, there's nothing like going out out in the country, listening to Steely Dan on your Harley. You know what I'm saying? Oh, now you're now you're going for the soft spot. Okay, sure. Yeah, or whatever you prefer, and uh, it's just it's it, it's unexplainable. But I was like, I, I just put it down. I'd rather ride than drive any day of the week. All any right. Any day of the week. 
that, that's you know what we we all have our choices that is yours for reasons that guys like myself will probably never understand because you know again with, with life um, you know I, I usually do a risk benefit analysis with pretty much anything I do whether it's financially or personally and to me I just I cannot make it balance out in my internal spreadsheet the risk versus the benefit of uh, motorcycle all right uh, 352 news radio 930 WBEN I officially have the most stuff Stubborn summer cold I've ever had in my entire life uh, this August. It's, uh, yeah. Thank you for your patience, by the way, with it. It's getting better gradually day by day. So what I did today before I came on the air, I did some uh, vocal exercises to try to clear everything out and uh, make everything cool. But as far as the way I feel, I feel like I, I feel 200%. I feel awesome. It's just that the voice is just a little bit uh, scraggly. Uh, let's get back to the calls on uh, WBEN and uh, Becky in Chictawaga. Becky, talking about motorcycles, um, tragically, uh, somebody who was a big fan of the show uh, did not make, uh, did not survive a motorcycle accident uh, last week. Very, very sorry to hear that news. And uh, you're on WBEN. Hi. First of all, my condolences to the family. I am so sorry for their loss. Um, I the, do get the thrill the, of riding the, the, the name, motorcycle. The, the, Go ahead. The na- I'm sorry. The name was John Hodill. John Hodill was uh, the individual involved. Oh, thank you. I'll say a prayer for the family after the call. Um, okay, so I get the thrill of riding the motorcycles. Um, I dated a man years ago who had a motorcycle, and I was a passenger. And you have 360 views. You have the wind blowing in your face. You don't have the steel and the metal around you, and it's just it's just awesome. There's nothing like it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and I have a great deal of respect for motorcycle riders. Uh, I do watch for them. I do make sure I leave them room on the road and, and watch to see if they want to come over. I back off and leave them room. But here's my issue. Um, I have noticed more and more lately, especially over by the airport is where I see this and on the throughway, there are more people this year who are driving, riding their motorcycles so erratically it scares me. Um, weaving in and out of traffic. Uh, I just saw a man the other day. He's an older gentleman. He had a younger gentleman on a bike behind him who looked like he might be in his late 20s. And the older gentleman was in the lead, speeding by down the airport, weaving in and out of the three lanes of traffic while the younger man was following him. And I just thought, oh, man, you're really not teaching him anything good. This isn't going to end well someday. Um, And then another incident I had, again, I was parked by – I was at a stoplight at the airport area, three lanes of traffic, and we're all sitting there waiting, and a young man comes up on a motorcycle in between the cars so that when the light turned red, he could just take off. He didn't even stay back in a lane anywhere. He came up between the cars. So um, I do get the thing about people in cars and the texting and driving. Unfortunately, I don't ever see anybody getting pulled over for that. Um, but maybe people who ride motorcycles or in motorcycle clubs can think of something that, I don't know, maybe the police can start pulling over these other people who are riding erratically, ticket them, save their life. I mean, I get so scared when I see these things happen because you know someday it's just not going to end well for these people who are doing this. 
No, it's very interesting. In fact, I mentioned earlier, but uh, I'm rather a fan of music on Main, on Main Street in Williamsville on Thursday nights in the summertime. And uh, the number of uh, uh, crotch rockets who insist upon doing wheelies, uh, usually mm-hmm. at Main and Evans, I just think to myself, you've got one life to live and you're a long time dead. Why are you taking this chance? I don't get it. I know. Maybe there needs to be, when you go for a motorcycle license, maybe there's got to be more training or more classes, or maybe you have to be required to take some kind of classes that are a little bit longer than what they're giving out now or... You know, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go you one step further. I'm going to go you one step further, my dear. Um, I believe that uh, getting a driver's license should be a lot more difficult in the United States than it is. In Germany, they don't mess around when it comes to issuing you a driver's license. Yeah, you, you will find uh, better drivers in Germany than you're going to find in the United States because the necessary training is so much greater and more involved than it is here in the USA. And maybe that's the answer. Maybe that's what we need, not just for automobile drivers, but also for riders of motorcycles, you know, or uh, I really don't know what the answer is. But like I said, I this year I have seen I've seen at least six or seven um, and I'm going to say gentlemen on motorcycles who were riding erratically. And, yeah, it, it scares you when you see that. So kudos to the guys that do obey the rules of the road. I have a great deal of respect for them. All right, my love. Thank you very much. I uh, appreciate the call. Talking about motorcycles and it, why why do you do it? Motorcycles are infinitely more dangerous than our automobiles. And uh, no, and if you're just joining us, no, the, the old guy on the radio is not picking on the young people with the motorcycles, okay? That's not, that is not I, okay? Um, I just... When I hear about these fatalities, and especially a fatality of somebody you find out was a listener who wanted to meet you, it kind of it kind of hits home uh, a little bit. And uh, you know, I gotta se- dedicate the show to uh, John Hodel, who was the individual uh, involved in the fatality of uh, which I uh, of which I speak. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.